Hello and welcome to Hot Air Diviners, an enchanting podcast where casual conversation blends into cosmic wisdom. Join me, Natasha, your dedicated card slinger, and me, Lauren, the cosmic queen of chaos, on a long-winded journey, where we'll be exploring the intersection of tarot, astrology, and beyond. Sasha. How are you doing today? Um, I I'm here. I'm I'm pretty good. I've mentioned <laughs> plane. I could yep, complain, but I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> Cause I shouldn't. <laughs> uh, whatever. There are no rules. There are no rules here. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling feeling a bit overwhelmed myself with just life in general. But also very excited, because today is a special episode. We haven't ever done one like this before. Yeah, well, I hope it's going to be special. It'll be special for sure, <laughs> in some way or <laughs> Yeah, so we're talking about the upcoming Venus retrograde in the sign of a Leo, which is happening July 22nd. Venus officially turns retrograde motion at 9.33 p.m. Eastern Time. So it'll be later in the day, but if you're listening to this now, you're probably already feeling the effects of the retrograde because Venus is already slowed and is getting ready to station, which is when it will appear as if Venus is not moving from its position in the sky when it's stationed. So it stations direct and it's kind of kind of like coming to a halt for turning around and backing up, going in the opposite direction from our viewpoint in the sky. So um, Venus, the planet itself, some of the, I guess, keywords or topics the planet um, Venus will represent in astrology and transit charts and natal charts, of course, love. Everybody knows Venus uh, represents love, but love, harmony, relationships, friendships, sex, pleasure, desire, <laughs> the senses, taste, smell, touch, sound, art, music, also finances and possessions. Those are all of the uh, kind of topics that Venus lords over. It's so interesting to me because like most of that makes a lot of sense just off the top of my head. It's the finances part that really just kind of like throws me for a loop. <laughs> it's like a Venusian theme, but... Yeah, well, it's like the material, you know, material possessions. It gets back to kind of desire, yeah. what we desire and the way the world works. If you desire material possessions, there's <laughs> <laughs> finances are, yeah, really important uh, to meet those desires. Adds up. It just takes me a second to get there. We have all these like love and sex and art and beautiful things. And then it's like, bitch, you got to pay for that stuff. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Side of Venus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like, if you think about Venus um, as well, like, from the standpoint of, like, love and self-love, you get into, like, personal care, beauty <laughs> as well. I don't think I meant, how did I not mention beauty in that list? Beauty is um, a big thing and, you know, beauty standards and all the things that come along with trying to keep up with uh, those types of things. It's yeah. not uh, it's not cheap when you think about, like, high fashion or expensive shoes. Um, those are all very Venusian things. So, yeah, that's where Venus fits into the finance aspect. Yep, yep. 
that makes sense. Let's see, I think the plan for today is we're actually going to do this somewhat horoscope style. We're going to go through all of the different signs based on what your rising sign is and talk about some of the themes that could come up during the Venus retrograde. And depending on how chatty we get, this might turn into two separate episodes. <laughs> we'll see. But before we start jumping into specific signs, is there anything else you want to add about just kind of Venus and Venus retrograde in general? So we've kind of talked about, you know, the basic Venus topics. Retrogrades are, um, everybody's familiar, of course, with, or if you're listening to the Astrology Tarot podcast, I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, like a Mercury retrograde and, uh, <laughs> you know, what all comes along with that. Don't, don't sign contracts. Be extra careful about your, you know, communication. Watch out for uh, those types of things. But it's more about, you know, the same with Mercury retrograde. It's more about reflecting on revising any areas of life where Venus, this Venus retrograde will be impacting. It's not to say that, like, you can't take action in those areas of your life. But just like with a Mercury retrograde, it's just to take the time to really evaluate Whatever the topic may be, whatever the issue that comes up, it may not be an issue, uh, but whatever it is that comes up for you around this Venus retrograde, just to take the time to reflect on it and before you know you take those next steps. Retrograde sounds really intimidating to a lot of people. There's like this weird connotation of like negative things, especially with like Mercury retrograde, but a lot of times it's more just about like slowing slowing yeah. down and, and reviewing what's going on in that area of your life, which doesn't have to be scary. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I mean, you know, with Venus, a lot of people want to automatically think, you know, am I going to break up with my boyfriend when Venus goes retrograde? <laughs> and you know, it, it's, it's possible, but that's just going to be based on, you know, your individual situation. It's not to say that everyone that has a boyfriend or girlfriend, whoever, that you're going to break up during the Venus retrograde. It just may be that you are taking a look at the relationship and how that how that works for you and, and your partner together and reflecting on some things uh, that could be improved, because I think we all have room for improvement. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not planning on like getting divorced in the next three months or whatever or anything like that. It's just either <laughs> <laughs> yeah every every relationship can benefit from a, a period of review and making sure that everyone's needs are, are being met in a fair and sustainable way <laughs> yeah yeah so uh do we want to kick it off with aries start with aries yeah since it is the first sign in the zodiac so for aries and this is going we're going by rising sign here if you don't know your rising sign I guess you could always listen according to your sun sign but uh, listening to the horoscope based on your rising sign that's going to tell you what houses are being ruled by Venus and also what house Leo is in where Venus is going retrograde so it just gives a little bit more focused approach by listening to the rising sign as opposed to the sun sign but you know do what you will <laughs> okay so Aries, for you guys, Venus is turning retrograde in your fifth house, and the fifth house is actually the joy of Venus in the natal chart. Um, it is the house of joy, happiness, pleasure, creativity, children. So in this particular house area of the chart, you're looking at refining and reflecting on what 
makes you happy and what brings you a sense of fulfillment. Venus is the ruler of your second house and seventh house. So the refinement and reflection will happen around topics of resources, because that's the second house, finances, also the second house, and the seventh house, partners. And it's basically about how you spend your creative resources or finances related to things that bring pleasure. Maybe it's a reflection on how you spent money on things that bring you happiness, or it could be spending time on things that bring you happiness and whether or not those decisions were financially sound or worth it you could be looking and say maybe I shouldn't have spent all that time doing this thing or maybe I shouldn't invest I shouldn't have invested these resources into whatever it is that you Bitcoin. Just looking, yeah, just kind of, yeah, just kind of like looking at and reflecting on how you spend your your creative time, resources, finances, and just topics related to those things. That's what may be coming up for you guys, uh, you Aries Risings out there. Nice. That's a fun one to start off with because I am an Aries Rising, so there we go. Get to do mine first. Awesome. <laughs> and for each of these signs, I pulled a couple of cards as well. And when I was pulling cards, I kind of just was trying to keep in mind just the idea of other themes or ideas to consider as as all of this is happening. And it's funny, some of them very much are like very clearly aligned with the notes that Lauren has made on just like the astrology of of the moment. But I pulled one tarot card just from the standard Rider-Waite-Smith deck and then one oracle card from the Botanical Hedgewitch Oracle, which is a fun, beautiful deck. Each card has a plant on it and then just like a keyword based on like the actual properties of the plant. So. Oh, that does sound fun. I like that. Yeah, it's nice. It comes with like a big full size <laughs> book and like talks about different ways you can use the plant and whether or not it's edible or or whatever. But yeah, so for Aries, I drew the Five of Wands and Sustain, which is chicory. And so like the things that came to mind, sorry, were you going to say something? I was just saying that's interesting. I can see how that could be applicable here. Yeah. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Yeah, the things that came to mind is just kind of like the notes Lauren is making about refining and reflecting on how you spend time and money basically, and whether or not it's worth it as far as like the pleasure it brings you. And especially with Aries, which as an archetype can be somewhat impulsive sometimes. (laughs) I I think something to reflect on here is maybe... I mean, you would know. (laughs) Yeah, you know, just a little bit. Just pick it up and run with it. Don't always think it through. Uh, is, Is maybe some internal conflict here, or not, I don't know if conflict is really the right word, but some internal debate perhaps might be appropriate on what we pick up and run with and whether or not it's sustainable it might be a chance to review some uh like whenever you stumbling stumbling over words here today that's all right that's usually my job but i'll let you have it today yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate <laughs> it uh swap, swap no problems today um, no problem anytime there's also there's also a lot of dogs in my house today so you might hear weird noises from the ceiling but basically an opportunity to consider how we might use our resources in ways that will sustain us in the long term versus the instant but short-lived gratification 
now. I definitely believe pleasure is a thing worth pursuing in its various many forms, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's worth considering whether we're allocating our resources in a way that's like, oh, this I'm investing in a hobby or pursuit that is going to enrich and fulfill my life for, for a long time to come, or am I buying something on Amazon that is super exciting right now, but I'm going to be bored with in a mm-hmm. week, that kind of thing. So Yeah. And I mean, it's in the house of like sex and pleasure as well. So it could be also things like, you know, had a fling that maybe wasn't the best idea, (laughs) (laughs) even though it was really fun. Or the fifth house also has to do with, it's the house of pleasure. So it's like, you know, going out, having fun, partying. Have you been doing that? Maybe a little bit too much where you couldn't be investing your time a little bit more wisely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like that relationship side of it. Like, who are you letting take up all of the Mm -hmm. space and time in your life? And are they Mm -hmm. the kind of folks that are going to stick around or are they fair weather friends who are there for as long as the the money and drink is flowing? (laughs) Yeah. Like, are these sustainable relationships? Are you maybe getting in your own way by messing around with, you know, fuck boys or Mm -hmm. whatever when you could instead be finding someone that might be better for you? Or just, you know, learning to love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fifth house is definitely a place where you can have overindulgence. So, especially, you know, Venus in the in the fifth house. So, I think that kind of sums it up for Aries, or sums it up as much as we're going to sum it up. Yeah. <laughs> we're definitely keeping <laughs> these, like, a little bit brief today. If you really, really want some more information on, like, how this is going to affect you personally, I recommend just hitting up Lauren and booking an appointment. <laughs> yes yeah so if you're just looking for information on one particular topic like the venus retrograde those are pretty affordable so anyways i'm gonna move on from my self-promotion <laughs> <laughs> to taurus so with taurus which is a venus sign taurus rising venus is your ascendant ruler and venus also rules your sixth house of libra And Venus will be going retrograde in the fourth house. So we're looking at Taurus rising topics of a home, family, ancestry, parents, even grandparents might be central. Venus as the ascendant ruler also represents the self and your self-identity, the actual physical body. So you might find yourself contemplating your relationship to your your family and what family means to you. It could also be changes in your living environment, maybe like acquiring or selling property or moving. But topics of family karma and patterns could come up for you as well, like I just mentioned, uh, with Venus ruling the sixth house in your natal chart of Libra. It's also possible you're examining your own health, identity, habits, the health of family members, marriages, relationships, or the joining of of families, like as marriage. Yeah. So the sixth house itself is the house of service and sacrifice. So it could also be looking at the sacrifices that you make for family or for relationships with family, in relationship with family members. It's definitely something for Taurus Risings to think about, and it might be something that's going to come up. Interesting. The cards I drew for Taurus were the Nine of Pentacles 
and enhance or indigo which is it's interesting because like the nine of pentacles is this lady in this beautiful garden she looks very at peace there's this idea of this sense of accomplishment and being in harmony like with your surroundings and i i think of it also mm -hmm. as just like being at peace in your own home or like creating a sanctuary for yourself because presumably this is like the garden of like a, a large estate or something like that yeah and with these ideas around the topic of like home and family it's the thing that comes to my mind especially with the pairing of like enhance is don't throw the baby out with the bath water mm -hmm. sometimes it's easy to feel like oh my gosh there's a lot of conflict here or this isn't working out you know there is no peace like the the opposite of the nine of pentacles and it's tempting to think well if i just throw this out like if i just sell my house and buy a new one then everything will immediately be better or maybe i should just like cut my family off completely and never speak to them again or whatever that can go for like any relationship mm -hmm. and i think yeah. the enhanced card is here to say is like maybe instead of just like completely redoing everything or discarding everything or you also mentioned like the idea of the self-identity in the body too it's like sometimes you feel this urge to just like completely reinvent yourself it's mm -hmm. maybe you don't have to take it that far maybe there's something you can enhance without having to completely start over in order to get to where you want to be in order to create more peace and you know maybe that's fixer upper projects around your house to make it physically feel nicer or um, establishing more firm boundaries with friends or family or coworkers or whatever kind of um, interpersonal relationship you have in your life or just creating new more fulfilling or sustainable habits for your yourself and tweaking like a few routines here and there or something in order to achieve the peace or sense of accomplishment you want in your life without having to demolish everything and start over um, mm -hmm. yeah so a little bit of moderation, yeah. I guess, is kind of kind of what I'm getting from the cards there. When I look at the Nine of Pentacles, I mean, to me, it's kind of like the Harvest card. Fourth house in astrology is called the Subterranean, so it's below the Earth. Mm -hmm. So what has grown up out from, just like, you know, we, or what has grown up and out from, you know, our, our families and our ancestral lineage. We are, you know, the harvest of those that came before us as well. So yeah. I really like this card for, for that, for the Taurus rising. Really ruminate on that Nine of Pentacles card and see where that takes you. Yeah, for sure. Are we ready for Gemini? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at you and I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> uh, no, it's good. I'm, I'm a lady of few words today. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm never a lady of a few words. Uh, <laughs> Someone's got to fill the air. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So speaking of someone that has to fill the air, Gemini Risings. <laughs> that was a good lead in. Did you do that on purpose? No, I'm I'm not that intentional. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you just opened that door for me to walk into or, or if that would just, <laughs> just happen. Serendipity. So, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Gemini's Venus is going to be going retrograde in your third house of Leo. The Venus retrograde is also going to be making a whole sign square to both Jupiter and Uranus in the 12th house. So the third house and the 12th house are both very, they're sort of internal places. Uh, so we're looking at bringing awareness to the shadows around how you relate to others. Um, bringing awareness to 
how you move through your environment, your community, you know, the places and people around you. Um, it could be changes in the way you relate to or communicate with others. Uh, emphasis on feelings instead of logic, because we're talking about Venus here. Mercury is a very logical planet, but with Venus ruling the 12th house and being retrograde in the third, emphasis on the feelings, mushy stuff. <laughs> Exploration of how we process our emotions and blind spots we might have in relation to other people. With Saturn also retrograde in your 10th house of Pisces, it could also be a glimpse of how others see you because the 10th house is your career house and it's also your public image. You know, the, uh, the way the world sees you, how you present yourself to the world your reputation, career, and image. Exploration of your daily routines or habits and how they impact you and your goals could also be something that comes up during this retrograde. On uh, a side note, the third house is kind of the junk drawer of <laughs> the zodiacal houses. So we also have topics related to siblings, just your general community, neighbors, uh, you know, just the places you live and frequent as well. Your daily habits, your daily routines, all of the things that encompass those. So that's when it's kind of can be the junk drawer of the houses, because depending on what the, you know, what your daily routine is, it could be a, you know, a vast and wide array of things <laughs> you can put in, put in there, just like the junk drawer. Nice. So I hope that makes sense. For you Gemini's. Yeah. yeah, a wide range, uh, array of, of topics that could come up, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. um, the cards I drew for Gemini's are King of Wands and Defend, which is the Dogwood card. With all of this relational stuff and exploring like how we process our emotions and then blind spots we might have in relation to other people you mentioned and how this could come up in like sibling relationships or community or even career. Uh, when I think of the King of Wands, I think a lot about leadership, um, mm -hmm. a charismatic character. And I think there's a chance here to examine our relationship to leadership and whether or not you're used to being a leader or if you find yourself always taking a support role and whether that is something that carries through in like all aspects of your life or it's like I'm a leader mm -hmm. here but I'm a support role here etc etc mm -hmm. um and maybe consider switching it up maybe maybe it's time to step up and become a leader in some way or even if maybe you've been carrying the mantle of leadership for a long time and in some other aspect of your life and it feels like it's time to step down and maybe set aside that responsibility and give it to someone else Mm -hmm. um, and if you do find yourself in leadership positions, to maybe consider what kind of leader you are. Do you lead by example, with compassion uh, and understanding, or are you kind of a bully? <laughs> you know, maybe that's something to to just consider. And as far as like defending, you may need to defend your choice, whether that is stepping up or stepping down. Something you may need to be very assertive about. But also, who do you defend as well if you are a leader? Are you ever, are you standing up for the underdogs at work or in your community? That kind of thing. Those are just a few questions that might come up around those cards and those themes. Yeah. 
and and kind of like how you harmonize that all because like with the you know venus is about harmony and you know wants the wants things to flow and have an ease to them and so your relationships between you know, being a leader or follower how does that how does that fit into you know your place in the world for sure and how we need both harmonize right? that there is no like mm-hmm. oh you have to be a leader you have to be a follower like but it only works if we have have some of both we can't all can't have too mm-hmm. many cooks in the kitchen um you know no. there's nothing wrong with with either role it's, it's more just an opportunity to assess like which one is right for you at this time in, in what capacity mm-hmm. of your life yeah that sounds good so are we ready to move on to <laughs> cancers heck yeah all right so cancer risings for you guys venus is going retrograde in your second house uh, Venus is going to ask for reflection on your finances and resources as those are second house topics. So you're maybe looking at how you earn money, where your resources are coming from. Venus also rules the 11th house, uh, which is in your chart Taurus. And the 11th house is the house of good spirit, where Jupiter has its joy. Currently transiting Jupiter is in Taurus, so this is favorable for Cancer Risings. Topics of the 11th house are friends, allies, those that support us in our endeavors. The second house, again, is all about resources, so combining these two houses, Venus might be asking you to examine your relationship to those that support you and how that impacts you financially. This is just one example, but um, the 11th house also relates to social media. Say if you have a business or a personal brand, you might be reflecting on your relationship to your followers or supporters and how that affects your finances. So you're examining how you present yourself to the world and how that impacts your finances or resources available to you through other people. It's thinking about the people we choose to surround ourselves with and the effects they have on us. With Venus also ruling your fourth house of Libra, reflection on the topics of home, family, parents, and or living environment may also come up as well in relation to finances and resources. What do you think, Natasha? That's a lot. That was a lot. I know. <laughs> I feel like uh, poor Cancer Risings are going to be disappointed when I tell them what cards I drew <laughs> for them, but uh, it's going to be okay. Um, I drew the Tower and Attract, or the Violet card from my Oracle deck. Um, yeah, so that's, most people aren't super excited to see the Tower pop up, but here I feel like it no. makes sense and I think it's nice that it's paired with this other oracle card because the tower is typically about tearing something down or something falling down you may or may not have an active hand in in that destruction but it's nice because when the tower comes down what we're always doing is we're making room for building something new and here specifically we even have mm-hmm. like this oracle card that says attract Um, And it's about, you know, attracting in something that aligns more with your values or what you need or what you want for yourself. So that's really interesting. And then you mentioned social media being related to the Mm -hmm. 11th house. 
And I think that's really interesting with the release of threads, like the Instagram Twitter clone, basically, that's come out uh, recently. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting because like one of the themes I see coming up in a lot of threads are people talking about how they're showing up on threads just very differently or it's like you know this is my unhinged social media persona this is where I'm letting loose and being whatever I want and like doing things just very Mm -hmm. differently from the way they have showed up on Instagram or other social media platforms in the past and so it's kind of a very interesting example of like tearing something down in order to do something different yeah but yeah basically something something might change there's always an opportunity to like tear down uh, an old way of doing things and attract something better in its place. So may that process be as, as smooth and useful as possible if it comes up for you, Cancer Risings. Yeah, hopefully so. And I mean, I like the attract, the oracle card attract, too, when you're talking about the second house and resources and finances. So maybe whatever they're tearing down or whatever has uh, is falling down is making room to attract you know better yeah it, it feels like better resources. yeah like reassuring mm-hmm. <laughs> to get that message mm-hmm. I feel yeah like. yeah I, th- I think so especially with jupiter in that 11th house because um, jupiter is a benefic planet so the when the jupiter's in the 11th house it's in its joy so it's a really good place for jupiter to be so just hang on to that, uh, <laughs> Cancer Rising. <laughs> you have Jupiter's got yeah, your back. For sure. All right. So now we move on to the Leo Risings. Uh, so the Venus retrograde is happening in your first house. And it's happening as the sun is entering Leo as well. Leo is the sun's home sign. It's domicile. So, with the first house being about specifically... Oh, sorry. Did I just change the page view for you, too? Oh, whoops. Mm-hmm. Sorry, folks. We're share- we're sharing a notes <laughs> document. <laughs> and usually when you, like, scroll up and down, it doesn't affect the other person who's viewing the page. But I did something weird, um, and I made it go to pageless so it wouldn't have the weird page breaks in it. And it just <laughs> blew Lauren's mind on accident. <laughs> I feel like I went cross-eyed because I was like, "Sorry, oops." <laughs> <laughs> Usually, it doesn't like transfer to the other person, but I guess that's the one setting that does. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get uh, back Leo. to Leo. Uh, okay, there we were. <laughs> Leo. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go all the way back to the top, but let's just uh, reiterate real quick. Um, the Venus retrograde is happening in your first house as the Sun is entering Leo, the sign of its domicile or its home sign. The first house being about you specifically, Venus is going to have you examine yourself. Uh, we all know that Leos <laughs> love to look at themselves, anyway. So I feel like this is. <laughs> I'm joking. But self-evaluation is going to be a benefit to you. Um, as Venus rules your 10th house of career and public image. So you're also looking at your own relationship to work and pleasure. How your identity is tied to your career or your image or the image you present to the world. 
there could be big changes in your work life, career. Uh, with Venus also ruling the third house related to your daily habits and routines, you might be thinking about those things as they relate to your mind, body, work, personal life balance. And last but not least, Venus Retrograde might ask you to take uh, a look at how you give and receive love being in the first house. You may have the desire to make changes to your appearance. Just be careful of any drastic <laughs> changes. As with Venus Retrograde, there could be regrets if they're not well considered. Mm. So don't, don't shave your head on the 22nd of July or anything. Maybe think it over a few days. <laughs> yeah, like don't decide you're going to get a nose job. You know, plastic <laughs> surgery or, um, I don't know, get your septum pierced. It might not go over well depending on what your oh, career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you're like a nurse at a nursing home, maybe a septum piercing will not be well received. <laughs> <laughs> and you might regret that. No, surely not. <laughs> All right. So what do we have for our Leo this month? Let's see. From Tarot, we have the King of Cups. And from our Oracle deck, we have Resourcefulness or Huckleberry. Um, this is interesting. Resourcefulness. Uh, a direct quote from... The lovely guidebook for the Oracle deck says resourcefulness can mean finding ways to turn adversity into opportunity. Another kind of resourcefulness is the ability to take what you have and use it to its greatest potential. And then we have this archetype of the King of Cups, who is very emotionally balanced, very compassionate, very diplomatic. Um, I think of it as an archetype with a really high emotional intelligence. And so we're talking about Venus going retrograde in Leo in its first house yeah, and so. relationships to work and pleasure and career. I think self-image. Self I think there's a lot of opportunity here to ask what kind of resources are already available to you in those different situations, whether it's like your personal relationships or your work relationships. Are there any tools or supports there that you just aren't using to its fullest potential? And how might taking advantage of those resources help you embody the archetype of the King of Cups to help you show up in a way that is more compassionate or balanced? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is important both in your personal life uh, and work and in keeping those things yeah. separate as much as you can if necessary. Yeah, I really like the King of Cups for this, uh, for the Leos, because Leo itself is... Um, is kind of the symbol of the the king, or the archetype of the king, so the king of cups, and then as regards to like resources and it being in the first house, um, being kind of uh, looking at yourself in that regard and yourself as a resource and what, how you can, I don't know, I think. <laughs> I knew where I was going with this when you were still talking, but then I, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying, Natasha? Yeah. Did you get it? Did you follow? Yep. I think I did the same thing yeah. while you were talking. Your relationship to yourself as a resource. There it was. That's <laughs> what I was 
trying to get to. And I the don't magic know. words. <laughs> we found them. Um, yeah. Also, the the very last bit about like changing your appearance and stuff made me think mm-hmm. about resourcefulness as um, maybe you don't need to toss out your entire wardrobe. <laughs> maybe it's just about mm-hmm. like pairing things differently than you have before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you don't have to chop off all your hair. Maybe just comb it different. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now I'm stretching. I'm not a good yeah. person to ask about uh, fashion. But <laughs> try a different style. Yeah. There we go. There's Leo. <laughs> Let's do something you want to add. Do a sassy cat eye, Leo. <laughs> yeah. Do some <laughs> wild eye makeup. Things that wash off. Pictures you can delete later. Yeah. <laughs> no drastic permanent changes. Alright, Virgos. Ah, my rising sun. <laughs> <laughs> Venus is going retrograde in your 12th house. In my 12th house as well. So... What we're looking at here is our religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs, sexuality, the subconscious, and how all those things blend together. Mercury is the ascendant ruler, which is also in the 12th house, as the sun is entering the 12th house as well. The sun is shedding light on the subconscious beliefs that you have about yourself, or your relationship to others. Jupiter and Uranus are in your ninth house of Taurus, so you could also experience breakthroughs around spiritual beliefs and how they shape your worldview or your own image of yourself. Shadows around love, relationships, sexuality could also be topics that you're reflecting on. With the ninth house, it also signifies higher education, long-distance travel, or other cultures. So you could be examining how your uh, spiritual or religious beliefs or your cultural upbringing have subconsciously impacted your relationship to uh, other people, to partners, sex, pleasure. The twelfth house is a shadowy place, and things can get murky there. It's not... It's not my favorite place <laughs> because, yeah, it, it can get murky there. And having the ascend, having your ascendant ruler kind of in this uh, shadowy place, things might not be super clear during this retrograde. So I would just say go easy on yourself and have some self-compassion and just give yourself the time and the space to reflect without judgment. And I feel like, you know, once you've done that, once Venus has turned back direct, I think you'll get some clarity. I hope I'll get some clarity. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like things are going to be interesting. <laughs> have a lot of internal debate going on. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Um, this is one where I feel like the tarot card I drew just fits really well with your summary. You're talking about how the 12th house is a shadowy place and things can seem a little bit murky or unsure there. And the card I drew is a seven of cups, which is interesting, I think, because a lot of times one of the keywords that pops up for this is daydreamy. Like you're imagining lots of different possibilities, uh, but you're not sure which cup to choose. 
And so it's like a little mm-hmm. bit daydreamy, but also there's this big element of choice in it, I think. And mm-hmm. and considering like all of these like really big topics like religion, spirituality, sexuality, subconscious, all of those shadows around those kinds of topics. I think it's interesting to see the Seven of Cups there as kind of like an opportunity to reconsider what cup is most appropriate for you in your life. I suppose maybe even a chance to experiment with some of them and drink from several different cups and kind of like figure out which one you like best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. The other card that I pulled was ritual or elder. And a quote about that is rituals are an important part of community building and daily life structure, enormously helpful to those who aspire to lead thoughtful and productive lives. And yeah, combined with the seven of cups, I think it's a chance to like look at the rituals in your life because whether you're creating them on purpose or not, they're just habits of circumstance. We all have rituals in our lives. It might be a good time Mm -hmm. to examine some of those and see if they are helpful or not. Like, doom-scrolling social media can be a ritual in your life, but is it helpful? No, yeah, and so... Not, really. <laughs> not usually. Yeah, so it might be a time to, like, look at some of those rituals or habits and rework them into something that is, is better for you. And there's always an opportunity yeah. to, like, create new rituals for relationships as well. Things that can help bring you closer together and improve improve your relationships and, and build that sense of like shared community Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and then venus also is ruling the second house of the libra so finances as well so that could be a topic you know just throw in with the rest of the examining your relationship uh to finances your personal finances and with the seven of cups uh you know the different options and choices available to you yeah Moving on. If you have not heard your rising sign yet, promise it's in the next one. And we'll see you there. Just hop on over there. Yeah, (laughs) we'll see you in just a minute. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Hot Air Diviners. If you enjoy this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you could rate and review the show wherever you listen. By leaving a review, you not only show support for the show, but you also help others discover the podcast. If you're interested in more Hot Air Diviners content, you can find us on Instagram and Substack as Hot Air Diviners. If you have a comment or a question you'd like us to answer on the show, you can email us at hotairdiviners at gmail.com. If you want more straight up astrology content, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Fire Moon Astrology or book a reading with me through the link in the show notes. And if you're interested in more tarot, plus whatever else might spark my curiosity, you can find me, Natasha, on Substack and Instagram as The Present Pursuit. Thanks for being here and see you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye.